Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. A saying that children are taught, that maybe we were taught, so that when we are out with others, we don't allow their hurtful words to hurt us, to impact us. But in a sense, it's a lie, because we know that words can hurt. Words have power. But do we really believe that words have power? I had a long conversation with my brother that he was just speaking words and it doesn't really have meaning. But do we believe that words have power? Because ultimately at the heart of our Christian faith is that the word became flesh. And I think one of the challenges nowadays with the power of words is that we're so inundated and saturated with words whether that's in written form or hearing it, we're saturated with it. And on top of that, where we live, just about everybody is literate. So there's the ability to read and understand all of it. So do we really believe in the power of words? Just think of back to the time of Moses and the covenant that God made with his people and the impact that words would have had on them, where most of the people were illiterate, couldn't read for themselves, and that to write a word, it had to be carved on a stone tablet. It would have had much more power and impact because it was so special. It was held uniquely. Now you can type words at a mile a minute and you have a whole bunch and it might not have any value to it. And so it strips words of their power. But we know that words have power. Words have the power to deceive. That people can use words to give the impression of one thing while the truth is something different. Words have the power to destroy. If words didn't have the power to destroy, why would we have so many anti-bullying campaigns in our school? And then we think that as adults, we're beyond that and we won't let ourselves be bullied because we're stronger than that. But how many of us have remnants of feeling like we're never good enough because of what others have said about us? Words have power, but they also have power to create. Think of your favorite novel that you've ever read, especially novels of fantasy and imagination. If you've ever read Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, Words have the ability to create a whole world, which is why sometimes when those books are turned into movies, it's so disappointing because it takes away what was created by those words. It shrinks it down into something finite and just that and nothing more. Words can create. Words have great power. But when Jesus in the gospel today is talking about what goes in can't defile, I think he's saying something slightly different than the sticks and stones say. He's not saying that words have no power, what goes in doesn't have any power. But what he's saying is that we have the ability to choose what has power over us. What goes in can't defile, but what comes out does. Because what comes out demonstrates what we have chosen to have power over us. 
to have power over our hearts. St. James in the second reading today says that God gave us life by the word of truth. And to welcome with meekness this word that has the ability to save souls. God gave us life by the word of truth. That this word has power to save. So does it take that place in our life? Is that word of God spoken to us pride of place in our life? Or do we allow other things to take over? Because every Sunday, before we proclaim the gospel, we all sign our foreheads and our lips and our hearts. Do we know what we're doing? It's a prayer. We say glory to you, O Lord, but what we're saying by the signing of the cross is, Lord, may your word be in my mind and on my lips and in my heart. Your word. May it take pride of place in my thoughts and in my speech and in my heart and what I value in my life. Because if God's word takes pride of place in our life, then where we begin everything is that we are created in the image and likeness of God. That's where the story begins. That this word of truth has spoken us into being in God's image and likeness. And then from there, my favorite psalm says that he knit us together in our womb before we even knew him. That we are known by God from the very beginning. Or then when we go to the Gospels from the words of Jesus, who says, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body given for you. Take and drink. This is the cup of my blood which will be offered for the forgiveness of sins. Or Jesus who says, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Or who says, I say these things to you so that your joy may be complete. Do those words take pride of place? And the easiest way for us to know if they have or not in our life is think of a moment of doubt, a moment of despair, a moment of darkness. What's the first thing that comes? What's the first word spoken to you in your thoughts or that comes out of your mouth in those moments? Because that is what shows that we've been defiled by another word. We're defiled when we have allowed ourselves to become something other than what God intended us to be. God who created us by the word of truth. We're defiled when we've allowed something else to have greater power, another word to have greater power than that word of God. So, are we welcoming that word of God in our life? Here's my challenge for you. We all know scripture, and when we hear it, we recognize it. But if I were to ask you to recite for me your favorite verse from scripture, could you do it? Do you have at least one verse from the entirety of scripture that's written on your heart, that's always on your mind? 
Just one. That's your homework this week. Go home, and if you don't have a favorite verse in Scripture, play Bible roulette and just spin the pages until you get to a spot and put your finger, and that's going to be your verse. Put it on a piece of paper. Put it on your mirror in your bathroom so that every morning and every night when you wake up and you go to sleep, that verse is there. My favorite verse comes from the first letter of John, chapter 4. In this we know love, not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us first. What is that word that takes pride of place in your life so that in those moments of despair, of doubt, of anger, of feeling lost, of feeling alone, that word comes back first? And not allowing to have power those other words that feed the doubt, feed the anger, feed the despair, and just allow it to grow. We have the ability to choose what word has power in us so that we can be created again and again by that word of truth that God desires for us which is why we hear the word of God every time we come to Mass, so it can come to us again and again. That's what creates us. That's what washes us from the defilement, is allowing that word to take pride of place. So do you have a verse? And then is it written on your mind and on your lips and in your heart? So that that takes pride of place in your life. Thank you.